Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. You know, talent should out, shouldn't it? I mean, in the long run, despite woke and everything else, California has enacted laws stating the number of women and I think now minorities who should be on boards in, in publicly traded companies. Uh, how, how long before they legislate that it can't be more than three white men at a time, or there must be a disabled person, or there must be this, or there must be that, three transgendered people, perhaps. How can you legislate about talent? You should legislate for equal opportunity. You should legislate to make sure everyone has a chance. But when you start dictating how many of which kinds of people should be where, what does it produce next? You know, I believe in equal opportunity, but I'm not a fool. You don't just get equal opportunity. You don't just get an equal starting point. You don't just get a level playing field. You have to provide people with education and resources and help where needed. There's no question about that. Those aspects of social justice are right on. But you can't give a guaranteed finish point. Talent has to out. So you need to allow people to exercise their talents, to develop talents. But in the end, you have to pick the best people. You can't get a guaranteed win. In this past week, as I'm recording this, the Providence Mayor, Jorge Alorza, who I think is half crazy, nominated the Director of Parks and Recreation to be a police major in charge of community outreach, fair enough, but also the police academy, attracting recruits, and training them on the police force. He's never been a police officer. He happens to be black. And the National Association of Black Police Chiefs, yes, there is such a thing, came out against the appointment, as did every sane person here. He's a community organizer by background. Let him perform that function as a civilian. We're told, well, he won't carry a gun and won't be in uniform. Then why make him a police major with that rank and give him a police pension? Ted, the pseudo-intellectual video game, which once upon a time when it first began was damn interesting, but no longer, would have you believe there are very few white males in the world with any kind of anything to contribute. And if they present six videos for you to look at this particular week, you're lucky if there's one white male and there's never two white males. They're making a statement. They're making a point. There's an excellent book out called The Beasts Before Us by a woman, Dr. Pericoli. Uh, excuse me, Panseroli. Let me get that correct. Panseroli. And she's a wonderful scientist. She has great insights into the history of mammals here, as opposed to the dinosaurs. And she's a great writer. She says things like, North America and Europe had a million-year-old relationship until they started getting a divorce and drifting apart. She says that there's an animal with so many horns around its skull that it looks like the inside of its head blew up. So she's that rare combination of a great scientist and a great writer. However, she inserts political and social commentary about white males wherever she can. And it's not only a digression, it's distracting and unnecessary and gratuitous. Every time there's a discovery by white males, she points out that somebody somewhere was probably oppressed and repressed, that indigenous people were cheated, that black people were cheated. She can't resist. She talks about white males with a toxicity. At one point in the book, she says, when you see an excellent museum display of these kinds of artifacts and bones and fossils, you can assume they've been stolen. 
Can you imagine? Assume they've been stolen. That's a very scientific observation, isn't it? Do we assume about evolution? So I'm just upset that this kind of feeling and discussion, this woke nature, is woven into everything that we do and everything that we're expected to undergo. There was a woman here who happened to be in minority when I was on a couple of boards. And every nonprofit board in Rhode Island, it seemed, wanted her on it. They wanted to get a, a minority person on this board. She's Latinx. And she joined every board. She must have been on 12 boards at once, and she never showed up for one meeting. Not at all. All she did was lend her name to things. How is that helpful? Isn't that demeaning? I think it's demeaning to her, and it's demeaning to the process of trying to create diversity. Do you want her input or just her name? August Wilson is a great playwright, happens to be black, who's written great plays about the black experience and American experience in general. I love his work. It's superb. The local theater features his work from time to time, and they do a great job with it. But they also felt compelled at one point to have an indigenous playwright. And the indigenous playwright they got was just for the sake of having an indigenous playwright because he couldn't write. He produced a play that was so awful that at the intermission, people took off in droves, not because he's indigenous, because the play was awful. You have to accompany talent with your appointments or people think that you're doing, trying to do somebody a favor, and it's not fair to anyone. There's a trade organization, I won't mention its name, that put black choirs and black performers on stage during its conferences for lengthy periods of time. They were fabulous. It was great. And 99.5% of the audience was white. What's your point? Woke is killing us. It's symbolic and it's just silly. I want to repeat again. I repeat in almost everything I write and broadcast. Anyone who advocates Abraham Lincoln's name coming off buildings is ignorant. Punto. Basta. That's it. But we're all scared, aren't we? We don't want to be seen as unwoke. I mean, this all began, I think, with Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Coalition. And what he originally did was he just shook down corporations. He'd say, look, you need to have minorities in here, particularly blacks at the time, and I can provide them and the people I know can provide them, and here's what it's going to cost you. Otherwise, we're going to boycott you. So I think it began with that, and it's, it's getting worse and worse today. I remember once Chris Rock was substituting on The Tonight Show. Chris Rock is a... <laughs> Just a wonderful, wonderful talent. I really love the guy. And he has Jesse Jackson as a guest. And he turns to Jesse Jackson and he says, Jesse, what exactly do you do? I mean, how do you earn your money? What is it you do? And Jackson was just flummoxed. It's all about education and access. Providing people good educations, which means it's about kids over teachers unions. It's about funding schools and funding them fairly, not just with local property taxes. And it's about politicians getting the hell out of the way. Well, what are the chances of that? That's what woke is about. Do me a favor. Wake me when it's over.